Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Donna Watson Show. I'm your host, Donna Watson. I'm just an average American patriot who loves God, her family, her country. I try really hard to listen to God's voice. Sometimes I write stuff. Come with me. Together, let's explore this crazy experience we call life. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody, to podcast number six. Take courage. Now is not the time to be afraid. Today, I invite you to take a look with me at the prophet Nahum. Nahum lived about a hundred years after Jonah. And like Jonah, God sent him to Nineveh to warn them. Um, Nineveh being the capital of Assyria, at Nahum's time, Nineveh had gone back to its cruelty. Judah had been devastated and Jerusalem captured. Assyria was famous for its death marches in which conquered people would be driven and abused at such an incredible pace that the trail would literally be littered with the corpses of their victims. It was really very gruesome. Um, For the people of Judah, this had become their reality. They had walked away from God to serve demons and idols, and God had warned the Jewish people, the people of Judah, through the prophets for many, many years, until one day they were out of chances. The enemy came, and God handed them over to the Assyrians. But God never forgot his chosen people. Nahum is one of the prophets that God sent to let Judah know that they would be delivered. We don't know much else about Nahum, except that his name needs, ironically, comfort. He preaches the destruction of Assyria and Nineveh, but he also relates God's promise of deliverance. Nahum's message for the people of Judah was one of hope, and it's a message that we can hang on to today. He opens the book with a fierce victory hymn to the Lord. It starts in verse 2. The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord takes vengeance and is fierce in wrath. The Lord takes vengeance against his foes. He is furious with his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger, but great in power. The Lord will never leave the guilty unpunished. His path is in the whirlwind and storm, and clouds are the dust beneath his feet. He rebukes the sea and dries it up, and he makes all the rivers run dry. Bashan and Carmel wither. Even the flower of Lebanon withers. The mountains quake before him and the hills melt. The earth trembles at his presence, the world and all who live in it. Who can withstand his indignation? Who can endure his burning anger? His wrath is poured out like fire. Even rocks are shattered before him. Then the prophet follows that up by encouraging the people. Verse 7, The Lord is good, 
a stronghold in a day of distress. He cares for those who take refuge in him. Okay, let's bring this into today. It seems that almost everywhere I look, I see evidence of God's enemies, the actions of those who hate God and all that we, God's people, stand for. Today, the prophet Nahum would tell us to take heart, that God sees what's going on in our world. He sees the prevalence of evil, and he will have his vengeance. We find written hundreds of times in the Bible to not be afraid. A devotional that I'm reading, Daily Insight, says it appears in the Bible 365 times to not fear. And now today we have something that Nahum and the other Old Testament prophets didn't have. We have the opportunity to live under the new covenant that was established by Jesus Christ. In the days of the early persecuted church, Paul wrote to Timothy, we find in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The advice that Paul gave to Timothy then is still valid for us today. But how do we find this place of strength, power, love, and a sound mind? Paul wrote to the Colossians, and this is in the third chapter of Colossians. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Paul goes on to explain exactly how we can accomplish this. He says, Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, you are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your Creator. In Christ there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free, but Christ is all and in all. Here Paul gives us a handy cheat sheet of things to focus on, and he points out that when we're living in Christ, ethnic and social divisions are to be obliterated. All of these things that threaten to divide us today should melt away as in the body of Christ. Jesus Christ should be our primary guiding force. The phrase in verse 11 Christ is all and in all, refers to his supremacy and indwelling presence in believers. When we place Christ first in our lives, all of these other things should fade away. Now Paul goes on in verses 12 to 17 to paint a picture 
of what our life in Christ should look like. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In these words, Paul is giving us a clear picture of Jesus Christ as supreme Lord of the universe, head of the church, and the only one through whom forgiveness is possible. So take heart. Don't be afraid. God is in control. And if you've never put your trust in Christ, there's no time like now. Surrender to Him, pray, and read the Bible, and seek out a local body of believers who can support you as you walk with Him. That's all I have for today, guys. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and I do too.